Welcome to Cloud and Clear, the podcast by SADA for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Tony Safoyan. I have a very special guest today with us for Cloud and Clear. It is one of my favorite people at Google, and maybe because we've worked together in different capacities for the last six years. Please welcome to the Cloud and Clear podcast, Mr. Ben Howard. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for doing this, Ben. Um, we've known each other for six years, and, and part of that is due to your various roles that you've played in the ecosystem. And I think you certainly bring a, a, a different perspective to the podcast than we've had before. So we first met when you were at Better Cloud as an ISV. Then you went to another partner, so you know kind of the world that we live in at SADA. And now uh, you've been at Google for almost two years? Yeah, nearly two years. Awesome. And you have a couple different roles there, so we'd love to hear about that. So um, just tell us about what it's like to have seen, you know, a 360-degree view of Google Cloud and in a period where there's been a lot of change. Yeah, I, I guess, as you mentioned, so working with the Google ecosystem for six years, I think says something, just how special Google and Google technologies have been and really what it means to be a partner. So as you mentioned, I started at Better Cloud in early 2014, and that's where we met and really understood the value of partnering pretty quickly. Google realized that they couldn't build everything and couldn't build everything quickly. So leaned on partners like Better Cloud to help extend their functionality. And we met because you were such a strong partner with Google and also understood that in order for you to help your customers, you needed to have the right kind of technology partners to add to that. Let's give a shout out to Better Cloud and David Politis and all the great work they continue to do over there. Again, um, I had a lot of respect for what David's doing and what he's done and what he continues to do. And part of the reason we engage so closely because Better Cloud is such a great part of our solution stack and go to market. So shout out, shout out to David Politis and the Better Cloud team. A lot of respect for David and what he's done, what he's continuing to do. So. Absolutely. And then I realized pretty quickly after spending close to four years at Better Cloud that Google was really starting to focus on Google Cloud Platform. And obviously the G Suite and the application piece was still a very big part of what they're doing. And knowing that Google was always going to be a partner first organization, but they didn't have too many Google, particularly Google Cloud partners. So mm -hmm. I went there and really kind of understood or learned what is Google Cloud, how do we help customers with a platform that we're pretty unfamiliar with? Azure and Amazon that had pretty yep. big head start. So coming in and really helping to educate um, customers was, was interesting and seeing how, you know, it wasn't until Thomas Curry and he started to expand the sales force that Google didn't have as big a sales force as some of the other cloud providers. So knowing they had to scale through partners was particularly interesting to me. Being one of the first partners, it was great to meet so many Googlers, to be able to be exposed to so many different types of customers, to try and solve uh, so many different types of problems. And then pretty quickly, I was there for maybe nearly, nearly two years, year and a half, and realized pretty quickly that like, Google's the place I want to be. I've always been in the ecosystem. Yeah. And seeing Google's commitment to partners, you know, that was what tipped me over the edge. And knowing that I'd worked at a partner, worked at an ISV, knowing all the good things and all the bad things, I wanted to go to Google and really see how can I help Google, Google partners become even more successful uh, leveraging Google's technologies. And that's kind of how I ended up at Google. Yeah, and I think the, the role and function of a, a partner sales manager, PSM, was relatively new when you joined. In an environment that's growing so quickly with so many new sellers coming on board, it's almost impossible for all those sellers to, to have a 
to even gain an understanding over any reasonable period of time around who, what the partner ecosystem looks like, who's good at what, who's in market, who they should bring in. They really worry about you know pipeline, hitting their numbers, engaging with customers, leveraging their CE organization. They're trying to navigate the internals of Google, right, and the customer. And it really requires a dedicated function like the PSM role to make sure that the partner attach motion is one that is emphasized. And I think the, the way it was emphasized during your period at Google, even before, you know, the TK era was really interesting because you, you came to me and said, you know, this is something they're starting to bring up in forecasts. It's something they're starting to measure in all these metrics. And uh, I really appreciated your data-driven approach around how you ran your business in New York. But I think that when the organization puts metrics around us working with partners, when they, when they really have a focus that shows that they care, it shows they care about the value, and it shows that they're really interested in driving the behavior. Because it's not just like telling people to do it, it's saying you actually have a metric that we're going to judge you against across the re across the organization. And it also enabled us as partner sales managers to actually start to formalize what does an education look like for the sales team? As you mentioned, there are so many new people coming on board. And whether that's they didn't have the experience working with partners in general, or they didn't have experience with Google-specific partners. Third piece to that is also how do they actually work with partners? What is it that partners can do to help sales teams become more successful? And for me, it was always breaking it down into four buckets. The way in which partners can really help salespeople be more, be more successful. One is it's a greenfield territory. If you as a salesperson have accounts that you've never been engaged with, mm -hmm. how can you leverage partners to perhaps already have relationships with those customers? What can those partners do for you? Can they make introductions? Can they give you insights about the accounts? So you can really leverage a partner as an extension of your sales team. The second piece is if you're a sales rep and you're speaking to a customer, but you don't understand the client's priorities, but you know that they're a customer you want to be talking to. How can you leverage an experienced partner that knows, for example, healthcare really well, really well, which is obviously a vertical that Sardo excels in? And how do you leverage your partner's experience to say, what should I be talking to this customer about? What does this healthcare provider or payer or hospital system care about? And now as a sales rep, I'm informed by my partner to know what are the pain points I should be hitting upon. Third piece is the one which, of course, all partners like it. As a sales rep, you have a defined opportunity, but the customer doesn't have the GCP experience, bandwidth, or resources to go and execute upon it. So how do we bring in the right partner to act as an extension of the customer's team to really go and be successful? Yeah. And then the fourth one is we're working with a customer and they've validated Google Cloud. They maybe have um, a project running with us. How do we then go and help solve all their other problems now that they've got a contract in place, they validate the technology? So what can our partners do to go and, again, extend the sales team and go and really help that one sales rep become 10 sales reps inside yes. that customer? which I think you guys, Sada has done a particularly good job of, whether it's providing dedicated account managers, creating the technical account manager program. So I think partners have really adopted to the Google's kind of sales motion. And the ones that have done it well have really excelled. Yeah, I think we're, we're still, um, I actually talked to Rob Enslin for the first time this week, and he was talking about the emphasis on GSIs and asked me how I felt about that. Look, we're still in this era, in this period where the, uh, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? And part of the reason I do this is this is like we're going to put this out there and everybody's going to be able to listen to it. And to some extent, we need all partners to get better and, and provide the right type of value at the right time.
to, to continue to validate you know the platform as Google, you know Google Cloud as an organization, the capabilities. We just we just all need to need to need to be better because what I foresee is just uh, insatiable appetite for GCP that all of us added together today could not fulfill the demand of. So it's a good problem. I don't see a demand side problem for the foreseeable future, but we all have to get better so that customers continue to have a wonderful experience in their uh, journey on Google Cloud and, and, and you know, Google Cloud continues to grow. It's incumbent on partners to help educate customers. And it's not necessarily about the underlying technology. It's about what are the problems that can be solved. And it just so happens that Google Cloud is the platform that enables it. It's really yeah. down to partner services. What is it that your sales teams do can craft the narrative, your data engineers and cloud architects can do to help build the reference architectures and the journey maps to cloud. So I think Google is providing a platform that can solve some of the most complex problems. But if the customer either knows where they want to go, but have no idea how to get there, that's perfect for a partner. Or maybe the customer has no idea where they want to go. And of course they don't know how to get there. So what can a partner do to come in and really help make their customer feel comfortable and confident that not only are they in a safe pair of hands, but they have the right platform that's going to power that next generation of uh, solution or application or whatever it might be. Yeah. I think that um, you, so you've held roles that were focused on corporate and then touch some enterprise in our, uh, you know, in the vertical strategy, which I think is uh, indicative of just the maturity right of of the market and of how Google Cloud goes to market, especially under the new leadership. But I also know that, you know, we play in all three of those buckets, SADA does and um, other partners do as well. And there's a different value proposition as far as what partners need to bring to Google and also to customers based on those categories. So having, you know, being in, in all of those shoes, can you define um, for us, like in corporate, what are the things you expect or Google expects partners to do really well in enterprise? How does that change? And of course, in, in the vertical, how is that different? All of them are as equally as important as each other. I think just because perhaps in a select vertical, some accounts are particularly large, whereas in corporate, they may not be dr driving as much revenue for the market. They're all equally important because in cloud, it's not about how many employees you have. And that's the first thing, you know. A guy with a computer can have a multi-million dollar application, but a customer that has 100,000 employees may be spending nothing on cloud, which I think yeah. cloud is a great equalizer. So I think having that philosophy that corporates are just as important, if not maybe more important than enterprise and select. So I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is if you look at corporate first, it's a scale. It's the challenge of scale. Because mm -hmm. there are so many accounts touching so many customers, as a partner, what can you do to really help the sales team focus on corporate? That's from pipeline generation. That's from um, events and outbound and outreach. That's from your pre-sales process. What is it that you're doing when you're touching a customer to shorten that sales cycle? Do you have a repeatable discovery approach? Yeah. Do you, are you able to qualify out quickly? If this customer's probably not the right fit for right now, there are thousands of other accounts that you're going to go after. So how do you make sure you're not spending time? It's not focusing on the wrong account, but you understand where the customer is in their buying cycle and their cloud journey and prioritizing timing. Maybe they're, you know, you put them into an educational email campaign and you know they're not ready to buy today, but perhaps something may trigger and they know that you're there for them because of that constant outreach. And I think it's really about what is it that the partner can do to kind of own as much of the process as possible.
And if that's being able to perhaps become their reseller and really provide all the value-added services that perhaps Google isn't able to simply from a scale standpoint, being able to provide product updates, training, account management, support, all of those things that they could probably still get with Google, but in not such a personal way, simply because it's, you know, with a cloud platform, their accounts are broken up by spend. So if you're not spending a lot with the cloud provider, they may not be able to pay as much attention. But with a partner like SADA, all your customers are the same, regardless of spend. And you take, you know, you can take care of them in a very personalized way. That's true. Absolutely. So say that's probably where kind of corporate breaks out. And I think what's interesting with corporate is this could be a customer just starting out. And they could be the next Snapchat. They could be the next whatever. Right. Yeah. So to be able to get in early with a customer, become their trusted advisor, provide them technical advice and guidance, support all of those things, bring them into your ecosystem because you may have other customers that are doing similar things. How can they learn from the other people that you're working with? And as you grow, they grow. Or as they grow, you grow. So I'd say that's, yeah. I think, why corporate is particularly important. What's fun is having seen some of those customers evolve and, and actually move segments within within Google, right? Like to your point earlier, customer segmentation in the world of cloud is extremely def- difficult. It's challenging because a vendor like Google or AWS, anybody else, like they have to try to categorize them on their potential spend. But how do you even do that? It, before it was easy. It was just a matter of you know, where are you on like the, how many employees, how much revenue you have as an organization, if that's public or not. That was like a direct line, but you know, we just closed a 14,000 seat G Suite deal that was corporate, (laughs) you know, multi-million dollar deal that's corporate. Uh, Even even with employee count, it's not super straightforward anymore. So, um, but I like seeing customers that we uh, get in early take really good care of. And of course, uh, a lot of these are cloud, you know, cloud first, cloud native, startup B type organizations, but their platform takes off. They start winning in the marketplace and they go to, they move segments. Collection of how you're setting your customers up to scale. But of right. course, all customers that are digital first and cloud forward are using the cloud because of the scale, the elasticity, the scalability, the performance. And I think the work that you guys do in the pre-sales process, or all partners do in the pre-sales process, is really important. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then how is the enterprise different? Because I think if you ask, you know, Oliver or Clark or now Jen Chasen in the West, like they'll have a different, they'll have a, they'll have a view. I think that with Google, one of the most interesting things is the regional split and how, just like all big companies, there's East, there's Central, there's West, different customers reside in different regions. And I think if you look at the West, it's much more digital native, cloud-first customers. They don't have a ton of manufacturing. If you look in Central, heavy manufacturing, some healthcare. If you look in East, heavy financial services, retail. So I think each region approaches their business differently. And if you look at enterprise, that's the same thing. Enterprises look for different things from partners. I think corporate customers are a lot more willing to have partners do everything as it relates to to cloud. Um, they want as much support. They want as much guidance. Um, typically, they're much more engineering led. When you look into the enterprise, they start. It starts a lot earlier because the deal cycle is a lot longer. They already have established processes inside their business that. Corporate customers typically don't because they're younger. Um, so they're looking for help initially from strategy. What can partners do to help customers understand the value of cloud? There needs to be an education element. It's not just here's a project, go and execute. So an enterprise, a lot of time is spent in that pre-sales motion. 
what is the business problem that customers are facing that cloud can solve? What is the strategy that a customer can approach this year, next year, three years, five years? So the partner plays a slightly different role. Typically, these large customers have large engineering teams, developer teams, data science teams, and it's how do you as a partner augment and extend these teams with these new technologies they're not familiar with? Um, so I would say the deal cycles are longer, but they're broken up into different segments. There's typically a lot of strategy and consulting. And then there's always the POC and the MVP stage. And then ultimately yep. it ends up in a production or a migration stage, but typically maybe not two years after that first conversation. So the approach of a sales rep in enterprise is very different than an approach to a sales rep in corporate. I think what's interesting is even enterprise customers, because in corporate, it's, it's, it's sort of like the sales motion and Again, partners are involved and pulled in at different stages, but generally speaking, whether it's um, whoever's doing that work, there's a there's initial POC type motion in the beginning. And I think in corporate, it's mostly partner led. In enterprise, it could be partner or Google, Google led. But even enterprise customers in this world of consumption economics, they want you to prove the model, improve the technology, improve the business value before they go all in. And I think that's um, that's very different than in the, in, in um, environments of the past. I think they know that at this point there are some really strong cloud providers. And what more can they do? What can they get out of a partnership? And I think that's something that a strong partner can really do um, yes. outside of just saying that we'll provide you with a DevOps engineer to help you build a pipeline. Like, they're not looking for that. So I think the, the engagement model of Google Plus a partner with the enterprise is slightly different. And I think that's why you, know, you guys have done particularly well, just the way in which you think about deal structure, the way in which you think about partnering with customers, the way in which you actually think about partnering with Google, the way in which you've kind of structured the way your salespeople go to market. All of those things drive kind of long tail behavior, particularly with the enterprise, because it's not a consistent deal flow. You're not closing a deal every week, every month, because Enterprise customers have bigger problems. They have more structured processes they have to follow. Um, so you have to think about the way in which um, you help them. Of course, the next uh, level of maturity, and, and it's the role, again, I think you took this role when it was first being created, which is well, the first a, person. you're still the first. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, shout out to uh, recruitment at Google. If you want to come join Ben's team um, running uh uh, creating a new function. Uh, I think that's some of the most exciting roles are within any company are when you're creating something new. Vertical, select customer, PSM? Yeah, well, helping the sales teams with partner and strategy and engagement for the, for the select accounts, but really with a vertical focus. And these select accounts typically have, you know, already thought about how they partner with cloud providers. Who they work, who they traditionally work with, whether it's um, outsourced providers, and all of that is changing. So for now, for Google to really provide specific resources to these select accounts to help understand these new generation of cloud partners, this new generation of cloud partnership, I think is particularly interesting. Can you define select more clearly for yes. our listeners? Google Select is. Um, broken out by vertical. So we have financial services and insurance, we have healthcare and life sciences, we have retail, and then we have technology, media, entertainment. And it's really a group of customers that Google decides to really provide particular focus, attention, resources um, from whether it's a name brand, whether it's um, what they're doing in the market, 
So it's a very um, thoughtful approach to how we want to engage with some of the largest customers um, across globally, but for my role, particularly across the United yeah. States. I think um, what's particularly interesting about the select set of customers, which you could think like there's maybe 20 or 30 right in each category. You're talking about Fortune 100, 200 maybe. And um, what's interesting, and I'm, I'm, I'm eager to watch the evolution of this, is I'm sure as, as, as are you trying to figure out not only which partners to embed, but how to, how to structure those sort of engagements is, I, I think, and I hope, you're probably not allowed to say too much about this, but I hope that the orientation in terms of how Google Cloud goes to market in the select space specifically is sort of with this one Google approach which is it's the overall relationship between the two parties, right? Not just we're going in there competing with this vendor around this workload. Um, and I think there's a real opportunity for Google to do that for the first time in a way that we've talked about for probably a decade, but haven't executed yet. You're 100% right. I think what can we do to leverage the Google brand that really help take customers from where they are today and to take it from an IT decision and move them to somewhere transformative and move it up to a boardroom level discussion where it's not just about IT. Because yeah. I think as you touched upon, Google isn't just Google Cloud. I think one of the amazing things about Google is the breadth of, of different companies, of different services, of different products, all the different experience that we can bring to bear to help a customer. Yes, we can help them with their infrastructure. Yes, we can provide them with machine learning and AI expertise, but we go way beyond just being a cloud provider. I think that's one of the things that truly sets Google Cloud apart from some of the other cloud, public cloud vendors, having kind of the, the one Google um, around yeah. us. Yeah, I'll tell you two, two quick anecdotes. So one is we're, we're working on this very, very large deal, and this is... A, an organization that spends hundreds of that Google spends hundreds of millions of dollars with, like Google spends hundreds of millions of dollars with this one organization, and we're in there talking about like maybe a, a ten or twenty million dollar deal, right? And you know those kind of conversations haven't really taken place before in a, in a very uh, structured way. And I think Dan Green has tried in the past, etc. I believe that Thomas Kurian and Rob Enslin and everybody else who are being pulled in are are going to be able to. Um, I think, move those sort of conversations to a meaningful place. And I also feel like articles that came out recently about, I think it was Deutsche Bank that said, look, Google Cloud, if it was a standalone company, it'd be $225 billion. That's 27% of Google's market cap. Like GCP is not like the little, little side business of Google anymore. And I think that gives all of us a platform with which to engage with these customers. And the third engagement um, story is, we were pulled in uh, to participate in sort of the Google Cloud pitch. In we were we were invited into just sort of a Google Ads QBR, and it's the first one that I've went into. And this is like a fifty billion dollar organization that's a that's an ads customer, and the entire C suite is there. Like the CEO is there, the CIO, the CTO. Uh, I don't know if any board members were there, but literally head of marketing, head of people operate, everybody, and. We were there, I sat there for probably six hours. And I'm not saying this um, just because I'm biased on, on the Google Cloud part of the conversation, but I swear to you, Ben, when, when um, uh, David Thacker was talking about like G Suite roadmap and there was those kind of conversations on the collaboration and the cultural transformation that just a G Suite component enables, 
the level of engagement was probably way higher than the other parts of the day with regards to the QBR. So I was actually pleasantly surprised by that. And I was like, wow, like this content used to be like maybe 30 minutes as, as a, you know, it was a favor to Google Cloud that we were in there. And now the Google Cloud portion is getting most of the attention. But I think it's a really good reflection of what customers are thinking about. Everybody wants to drive better business insights from their data. And what better data company is there than Google? And who do they work with from an ads or an advertising perspective? Google. So it's this now coming together a natural kind of movement towards leveraging technologies that help these customers solve their most complex business problems. And for them, it starts with data. How do yep. they get a better idea or a better activation against their ad spend? You know, how do they better understand their customers? How do they better market to their customers? BigQuery. Like, there's no better data warehousing platform than BigQuery. Uh, we had on the podcast an independent sort of game, uh, game publisher the other day. And they, I mean, it's like, and, 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 and the founder came from sort of a data um, background. And 10 years ago, like, or five years ago even, you couldn't afford to do this sort of data analysis unless you were, you know, Fortune 100 or Fortune 200. And now I think BigQuery democratizes that. But even for the largest of companies, this is actually a superior platform relative to anything else you can buy off the shelf anywhere. And what we're learning- Being able at a very, very low cost to prove the value very quickly from price, performance, scalability, just to be able to see quickly, unlike in the, you know, Previous times, you'd have to buy the hardware, provision it, have specific resources, takes time and money, and all of those things are inhibitors to real innovation. Whereas with cloud, and particularly with Google, with the ease of use, with the access, with the low cost, there's essentially zero barrier to entry. Yeah. But I think we've really been able to help customers um, transform the way they work, not just leveraging collaboration tools, but really leveraging our cloud tools just to even get better access to insights of their data, which is really the first step to an entire journey of transformation. If you're, if you're any enterprise customer, again, you have probably some level of, usually a big level of ads relationship with Google. And if you're not using anything else from Google Cloud, you're probably using BigQuery just to analyze your ads data. Like that is the, if you're not doing anything else, you're probably using Maps and you're probably using BigQuery. But also, you're, you know, healthcare is something you've taken on, obviously, in, in key accounts. I'm sure you know, we share some accounts there. We just hired also similarly our first vertical specialist ever, which is Michael Ames, to run healthcare and life sciences for SADA. And the reason, one of the reasons I hired him is because he's told a story at HIMSS and a couple other places where I've maybe shared the stage with him or at least been in the audience where he tells this amazing story of buying I think $8 million of traditional hardware and software from one of the big vendors and like throwing it away, starting from scratch on BigQuery, on his credit card, on his personal credit card. And then fast forward, like that becomes how Colorado Children's, um, UC Denver Health and the third hospital, they start consolidating like 7 million patient records and start driving data insights and improving patient outcomes. Um, in a way that like was just impossible in a traditional model. And, um, and I think healthcare particularly, we're very excited about. Um, can you tell us a little about what you've seen in the first few months of 
really running the, the partner strategy in those uh, select accounts? I think first thing is just internally seeing the level of investment and resources that Google has for the healthcare industry, whether that is in healthcare itself or, or in life sciences. I think mm. we really understand that data there is, is key and hospital systems and healthcare providers and payers haven't really been able to either consolidate it, access it, understand what they can do to transform the patient experience or patient outcomes. I think being able to work with, whether it's large pharmaceutical companies to help them get to drug research outcomes faster in a cheaper, more cost-effective way. Being able to help large hospital systems really better understand how do they reduce wait times for their customers? How do they, for, their, mm -hmm. for, their, for, for patients, how do they reduce um, visits? How do they help heal people faster and without them having to come back to reduce costs? How do they help? One of the, one of, one of the things I've seen is how do they help hospitals reduce costs. So if they're taking in equipment, how do they make sure they're using it correctly, tracking it correctly, accounting sure. it correctly. So I think it just the breadth of the healthcare industry is incredible. And seeing the amount of resources and what Google's already been, already done just out of the box for healthcare providers um, is incredible. And now seeing some extremely strong healthcare partners like SADA, what you're able to do with our technology is has been fascinating. So I think that it's probably been a very much underserved industry simply because of PCI and HIPAA. They were anti-cloud for a very long time. And I think in the last couple of years, we've seen them actually all over-index um, into this, not over-index, but index very quickly into cloud. And there's a variety of reasons for that. For that. I think security is one of those reasons for sure, because highly regulated industry, very sensitive information, uh, being responsible for patient data in their own data centers doesn't seem that appealing anymore per se. And the other part of it, of course, is cost. I think healthcare, the, the, the cost of running a large healthcare organization is immense. And um, we went to Healthcare Impact East where um, actually Michael Ains, before I hired him, coached me on, because uh, I had to run a panel. I didn't, uh, I needed some coaching, let's put it that way. Uh, and, and just not only my panel, but really being in the audience and listening to some of the other biggest sort of thought leaders in the healthcare organizations in the Northeast. If there's one vertical that I have to choose and say, that's the one in the enterprise and select that needs to transfer the most, transform the most, by far it's healthcare. I think insurance costs what people have to pay, the quality of care that's delivered, yeah. access to information the level of transparency that hasn't existed before. These are all now political issues that sit in Washington. And I think using technology as an enabler to solve them is people are really starting to see that. And I think being able to provide treatments in a faster, more, if more effective and cost-effective way to patients is something that cloud can do and Google is doing. So I think these are sort of the transformational things yeah. that isn't just moving an application to the cloud to make it run faster or moving out of a data center because we want to save money. This is really life-saving kind of transformational things that Google and our partners are able to do to help some of the largest healthcare, whether it's insurance, payer provider, hospital systems across the US. And we, we, we all kind of, because we're consumers of healthcare services, we all felt like the patient experience and the whole, you know, the cost factor and the complexity what I didn't, and we're kind of relatively aware of that and, and providing um, services to healthcare organizations. We're also aware of how 
important it is for them to experience cost savings to figure out where the waste is and remove that from at least from the from their IT. Invest that back into the patient experience yeah. and the patient outcome. What I wasn't aware of, Ben, I'll tell you, until I sat there for a couple of days, is like the burnout factor on the doctors and nurses and and all the care providers in those institutions. I was blown away. The burden on doctors yeah. prohibits them from really being able to help patients. How many patients can, can they see in a day? Even just things like being able to take notes. Imagine oh. if a doctor didn't have to take notes, if it could be transcribed automatically, be processed, insights could be run on those notes. Those are all things that Google are able to do to really help make that experience for both, not just the patient, but the doctor too. So that's a, a great point. The EMRs, they've kind of taken over. It's like they've enslaved the, like the whole institution and whole organization such that the doctor is sitting there for 50, all they have is 15 minutes with you. And they have to be typing in the system the whole time, as opposed to having a human connection moment conversation. There's just so much opportunity. And I think because it's, you know, healthcare is such a critical component of quality of life. I think I'm... Um, I don't know if you saw recently, maybe it was two weeks ago, a large EMR provider announced that they were moving to GCP. So I think, and I think that's one of yeah. the first, and obviously between the Mayo Clinic um, partnership that we have, we're really starting to help change the momentum of the level of investment that Google's providing, the level of resource that we have, the expertise of our partners like Sada, I think we're now really starting to get a good handle on it. Still in its early days, but I do think that there's been a lot of positive progress showing that Absolutely. as an enabler really is a real thing. And outside of Google Cloud, Google has, you know, another sort of uh, research arm organization around everything healthcare. So I think if anybody's able to disrupt how things are done, and turn things around for not only patient experience, but physician burnout and everything else and costs and all these other things. I think Google's in a, is in a tremendous position to do that. There's a reason that that's our first vertical investment actually in how we think of our, 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 our resource strategy within SADA, our expertise strategy at SADA. It's a good point. And that's something that TK or Thomas Curran really brought to Google. I think what he's been able to do in such a short amount of time has been incredible. And the vertical strategy makes a lot of sense. It allows people with specific expertise um, to really provide relevant and real-time assistance to our customers. And I think before, when you're working with all kinds of different accounts in different industries, you're still able to help, but probably not to the same degree. So he, in a short amount of time, has been able to take a cloud provider, probably the most leading platform, and transform the, the way in which we go to market to so the business operations side. That's by hiring more people, so we're able to serve more customers, really be present with them, or understand and making it easier to contract with customers, contract to, uh, easier to work with partners from a contracting yeah. perspective, really simplifying a lot of the processes that Google didn't have because we, we were so focused on building the best technology. So I think that there's that balance that's really coming, right. to, play, coming to play now between the, te the technology and the platform and the way in which customers are able to consume it from a contracting and a business and a pricing perspective um, and the way in which that they can get help um, building the right solutions or the best solutions for their businesses. That is um, a very enterprise lens. You know, I think prior to Thomas Kurian and Rob Enslin and, and team, there was still a belief for the most part that if you just build the best technology on the planet, they will come. <laughs> but I think that may be true in the consumer world, Generally speaking, in the consumer world, the best technology tends to win because there's no barriers to switching and all these other things. 
Um, but in enterprise, there's been you know many, many stories where the best technology has not won. And it's because the vendor has figured out the other aspects which are just as important, like how easy it is to do business, how easy it is to buy, how good is support, what's the level of engagement and investment they feel from the technology vendor. And, and all of the things that, I mean, I spoke to a CEO recently, he said, look, if I lose PII data or if any of our data gets out, I'm getting fired. So that level of risk to take his company to the cloud falls on his shoulders or her shoulders. So for for the cloud provider to be able to show that they, yes, the technology can scale, the technology can support the business, but all of those other things that a company really needs in order to feel confident that Google Cloud is the right cloud, whether it's from security around our data centers, whether it's the way in which we build our servers and custom chips, whether it's the way in which all of our data is encrypted at rest in transit, whether we have the only private fiber Google Cloud provider. So once you start to stack those things up and put them together, and once you say we can provide enterprise grade support. Once you can talk about all of those things together, and we had a lot of the pieces, we didn't have all of them. And I think we're now really getting to a point where we're not just having more of them, we're having more than we could ever imagine because people like Thomas Curry and Rob Enson have been in places that have understood how to best serve enterprise yeah. customers. So kind of now they're filling those places that perhaps we didn't have previously. And the importance of the partner ecosystem and the vitality and the health and the profitability of the partner ecosystem to support all of that. And one of the recent changes that I think is so extremely positive is to actually region by region roll the partner organizations into the sales organization and into the PL. All we ever wanted, and you know this, Ben, working together for us for years, is like all we want to do is feel like an extension of your organization. We want to play that role. We want to be like the sales and delivery organization that is part of Google, but that Google's not, you know, paying for directly. And I think, uh, especially for a company like Sada, because Google Cloud's all we do, we just want to be, in Kirsten's view, an extension of her organization, and Janet Kennedy's view, an extension of her sales team. And I think that is a very wise choice that has been made. And I think a lot of good things are going to come out of that for sure. Yeah, and it's we, we said every day internally, it's how do we get more partner focus? How do we bring partners earlier into the sales cycle? How do we leverage partners more? All of those things are real things that salespeople think about all the time. And the partners, I think, that are most successful, like Sada, you, you're present, you have offices in a lot of the regions that Google Cloud has offices. Um, you map a lot of your structures to Google. Um, you have programs that mirror Google, so the language, you guys talk the Google language, you have the terminology, you really build relationships at the ground level. And partners that do that really see, see I would say, outside success quicker because of those investments. It's not necessarily that you're doing things so differently, it's that you're doing things that are really in tune with the Google culture and the Google processes and the way in which Google has to go to market. Yeah, I mean, the, the same way that Google thinks about all, and you've ex expressed all the ways that you add all the pieces of the puzzle and the value propositions together become like an irresistible force. That's the same way we think about building our different areas of where we add value, not only to Google, but of course to our customers. And our intention's clear, obviously, to become the default, the best choice, the easiest choice, the lowest risk proposition for our customers and for Google to continue to work with. Being all in with Google makes it easier, frankly, right? Than having different um, things to, to have to worry about being very good at. And what's exciting about um, this conversation is like how new, how new everything still feels 
you know, after all these years, I still feel like it's like the bottom of the first inning. A lot of people are still at Google. That's why a lot of people are coming to Google. That's why people yeah. are like you are all in on Google because it really does feel like we're just getting started. As in the yeah. opportunity is so big and customers are now really starting to understand how and why Google. And they have partners like Sada and they have a number of great partners that they can help them get there. So really, it's, I would say, to sum up all of, all of it, it's the pieces of the puzzle really coming together. We've had some of them and we had some, you know, a lot of them really well, but we haven't had everything. I think now is a time we're really starting to see between the news articles about the potential valuation, between the types of customers we're working with, all of those things now. I think tie together. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to many, many, many more years of success together. Um, I love that when people come into Sada, they, they, they feel the energy. They feel like they're like, oh, my God, it's like being a startup. I'm like, well, we've been around for 19 years, but I'm glad we still have that aspect of uh, the energy and the vitality. And I think part of it is driven by the excitement of what the future holds. And I could not be more appreciative of the partnership that we've had so far. Ben, and look forward very much to working with you on your vertical strategy. We really appreciate the partnership. And if every partner gave the same level of energy and attention as Sada did, I think it would be incredible. Others do. And I think that's why the ecosystem is so strong. But the way in which you guys partner with Google is, is exceptional. And we really appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.